Welcome to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight Series, the series that highlights the people, the companies, and the technologies that are shaping the future of retail. I'm your host, Chris Walton. And I'm Ann Mazinga. And today we are pleased to welcome to our show one of the foremost experts in scan and go shopping worldwide. And I'm talking about ShopRream's Chief Commercial Officer, Nico Mueller. Nico, welcome to the welcome to OmniTalk. Hi, hi, Chris. Hi, Ann. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a great, great to be on your show. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, I was telling Am before this show started, and I don't know how you're feeling, Am, but I'm really, really excited for this conversation. Yeah, I mean, especially because, Nico, I think Chris and I have been huge fans of Scan & Go for ever. Um, I mean, it's been Going years. back to our store of the future days. Yeah, yeah, and I think especially recently, it seems like there's a lot of questions being raised of like how to do this the right way what that means. And so we're really excited to have you on to like help our listeners understand, like, what are the benefits here? Why should people still be exploring this? And then just, I think some other considerations too, Mm -hmm. around like, what, what does it need to be successful for the pilots to be successful? So really excited to have you on the show today. Yeah. I think the way I'd sum that up too, Anna, is there's a lot of noise out there around what this solution is, how you should do it. And we're going to get to the bottom of that with a real bona fide expert, like I said, worldwide on this subject. Yes. Um, well, Nico, let's start off with a little background about you and about Shopreme. So set the table for us. Why are you the the worldwide expert in Sagan and Go Shopping? Okay, sure. So thanks again for, for having me. So uh, we are an Austrian company. We were founded, so Shopreme was founded in 2015. Um, since 2016, we've really focused on the on the scan and go part uh, and and created this this mobile solution. Went live um, with part of the Rave Group in 2019, mm. so that was our first uh, enterprise customer that we were working with, and others followed them. Um, of course, there was the pandemic. Then there were some acceleration uh, around the time as well uh, around this can and go topic. Um, since 2020, we have a large um, company on board as an investor, which is Umdash. Uh, Umdash Group is one of the uh, largest family-owned businesses in Austria. Mm-hmm. They own multiple subsidiaries. One is Doka, who co-built the Butchar Khalifa in Dubai, for example, so the tallest building in the world, so it's really a large company. <laughs> and uh, one other subsidiary of them is Umdash, the store maker, store fitter, so hence the strategic fit for them. And they own 26% of, of Shopreme. And uh, I will get a bit later into that, but that spawned some of our hardware uh, products that we, that we launched as well around uh, the exit solutions. So um, we really look at this on a, uh, on a, on a wide range of, of, of uh, wide angle of views. Um, and this is what we do. I myself, I joined Supreme um, first. I was uh, still in London. I uh, was a management consultant, but then I, uh, yeah, uh, advised Shopreme in from 2016 onwards, and then 2019 I joined the Shopreme management team. I got it. The consultant that joined the company. Okay, I love what you said about exit there. I'm curious to get that to double click into that and tease out what you're talking about there because that's that's music to our ears. I know already, but before we go on, I want to ask you to like set the stage for us of what is the full Shopreme solution entail like where does it begin and end like for example do you guys touch pos do you stay away from that like how does that work when you're working with clients like the revel group for example yeah so um supreme itself so we have um our solution is multiple clients so we work with we have uh ios and android native clients if retailers that we are working with don't have an existing app they can use our white label clients um, branded in their way uh, however they, uh, they 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 want it so we can can really customize that 
for the large retailers, they most of the times already have an app um, and they are very successful, at least from the partners that we are working with at the moment. So we have like 50 million app installs through our uh, SDK installations. So of course, this offers customers a convenient experience They don't have to download a separate app uh, for, for the scan and go purpose. So um, that is something where you can enhance your existing experience. And we do have a web client that is really for the retailers that where you don't have this frequency where you have like uh, Douglas is one of our customers, one of the largest perfume stores in the world and um, cosmetic stores. And uh, yeah, a customer doesn't go there every second day, uh, like right. in, in grocery stores. So for them, you scan a QR code, you check in um, on a website, basically with scan and go, you can use a barcode scanner, or an Ian scanner um, in the mobile browser, you pay in the mobile browser and you leave the store. Also like Airport Munich is using the solution of us. So if you run from one gate to the other, you can shop in, in some of the stores using your, your hand, um, oh, yeah. smartphone and just the mobile browser. Mm -hmm. We also are compatible with the Zebra devices, with the handheld scanners that are very popular as well. Um, and uh, so our software, the same software can run on the Zebra scanners, of course, a bit modified. And in the background, we always have the Supreme, um, the Supreme backend, and that is integrated with the POS. Okay. So we can provide some promotions, but typically... Um, we are integrated with the POS system, with the loyalty system of the retailer that they are using. So we have integrated some of the largest ones there already. But um, so that is that is where our typical uh, information comes from. We, so we get the product information, the price information. We then send the basket, um, get the loyalty calculated on that, um, whatever whatever applies. And then we get uh, we send the transaction to the yeah large like accounting system, whatever is behind there. Got it. Which is an important point because like not having to rewire the POS system of the existing retailers is a huge, is mm -hmm. a big, big win. Like that's a huge step for them to undertake, which it happens a lot when you try to go under these, when you try to put a scan and go implementation like this in place. Um, all right, well, let's get to it. And I, I'm dying to ask you this question. So I want to go, I want to hit it right on. Honestly, one of the most overused and overly reiterated headline in the worlds when, in which we yes. travel and has been. Wegman's decision to kill scan and go shopping in its stores. I have heard that ad nauseum. Yeah. And, and unfairly, and like unfairly, a hundred, yes. yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's not like customers wanted it. They loved, <laughs> I mean, I remember when right. that headline came out and yeah. I was like, you have so many customers that are choosing to shop your store because of the convenience that, th that this offers. Like you've got to pivot and figure out how to do it. Right. Right. A hundred percent. And which is, which, which begs the question that, which why I'm, we are so excited to have you on the show is there's probably a lot more to that story than is getting that is getting reported and also probably getting commented on. So in your mind, what are the key ingredients to doing scan and go the right way? So you don't have to get in the situation where you're implementing it and pulling it back a la Wegmans. Yeah. So great to bring it up. I'm not surprised. <laughs> it, was, it was like one day before the grocery shop in Las Vegas uh, that I visited as well. And that was when the story broke and or like one or two days before. And it was basically the topic number one uh, that, that was always brought up. And that is great because it is a topic that is important for the retailers as well. So I think it's really important to tackle that um, and also to, yeah, as, as you did in the interview now, um, we, we confront it head, head on and, and discuss it. It's always in every discussion that we have with retailers, it's basically in the first conversation, how do you 
how do you deal with um, possible fraud or mm-hmm. or theft and, and how you deal with it so just to be honest that that is the typical conversation and that's an important one so um we do that on multiple factors and i don't know what happened at wakeman there can be other right. reasons as right. well no Fair. because we'll just say like a standard if you're going to do this with a client what are the things yes. you would tell them yeah 100 yeah, percent so um, what we do, so there are three factors that, that we take and that we, with, with every implementation where we discuss with the, the retailers, how they can um, tackle it, how they can uh, have a great and successful solution um, where, yeah, where, where this is not such an, such an issue. Um, the one is we have, of course, the technology side. So mm-hmm. every basket, every customer, um, every action that he's doing um, is analyzed by our engine. So there are things like, what is the basket compilation? Is the store in the inner city or is it somewhere outside the city? Um, is, there, uh, is there a certain value reached of the basket? Um, what is the customer history? Were there any problems in the past or was everything okay the, the last time he was checked? Um, and all of this is put together. And then we do a scoring basically, and we select a sub portion of the customers for a spot check based on that. Um, so that is the technology side. So some of the customers will be checked. And we also, from a psychological point of view, we uh, may make them aware of it. So you can be suspect okay. to, a, to a random check. So we call it random um, to, a, to a spot check. We um, can, that, that it can be that your basket is being checked. Have you really scanned everything? Things like that. So it's important that the customer is aware of it. But we want, of course, also to have a smooth experience. So we want to keep this set of customers that are, are being checked as low as possible. Nobody right. wants mm-hmm. to stand there and have a rescan or, or so we really want to limit the set. Um, and so we discuss with the retailers what portion of customers they want to um, want to check. So if we, mm. we recommend something there and uh, then they, they basically can configure some of these attributes. Yeah? So, and based on that, um, then the, the, the third step is we need to educate the, the employees as well. So we, of course, have some learn- learnings from the past, and we share that with the retailer to share it like a train-the-trainer approach, share it with the employees, which are the greatest asset uh, that the retailer has. So you can use them for, of course, as a multiplier and really promote the solution, but also, of course, from a security point of view, uh, you want that they are aware of what could happen. And any technology and any solution out there, there are attack scenarios and vectors and you want to tackle them. Uh, and so these are the three pillars of, of how we yeah, confront this issue head on. And then we have from a technology point of view as uh, the only provider out there, like dedicated um, scan and go solution provider, also an exit solution that we built with our partners. So we okay. provide the software, it's deeply integrated, it's an ecosystem. Um, and uh, that basically offers the retailer to have a central point in the store where retail, uh, where the customers of the retailer um, have to go for checking out. And okay. then you can also combine that with an optional gate so that you have like a fast checkout lane, which is a great experience for the customers. It's also a great advertisement because other customers will see, oh, right. someone is leaving through this can and go lane. So wherever that's possible in a store layout, uh, it's it's great if, if retailers implement something like that. Well, and, Nico, can I, yeah. can I press you just a little bit more on yeah, that yeah. particular thing? Because I think Chris has long said like his claim to fame is like controlled entry and exit points, huge component of the success of something like scan and go. But what does that look like when you're talking to the retailers up front? I mean, what's their response been when you're saying like, okay, controlled entry and exit, like 
are they pushing back? Is that a heavy lift for them? Like, how have you kind of worked with them to kind of set that stage so that this pilot is successful? Yeah, great, great question. So what we, um, so what, what we see there is that it depends a little bit on the segment. So for some of the retailers, this is a standard. They, they do it already. They have, right. um, if they have, for example, the self-checkout hardware, they typically already have like an area where they right, have already like doing it. And, and, so this is, it depends a little bit, I have to say, but okay. um, they're open to it, but it is also, and, and that I think takes some of the pressure away. It is an optional component. They don't need it to have a successful scan and go project. There are these other technologies and other, uh, pillars that I mentioned before that can make it a success. Um, but of course, we show them uh, what what are the advan advantages. And as I said, it's not only to tackle the tackle any fraud or attack scenarios. It is also an advertisement uh, and uh, just a central point also the, for the customers. I mean, just leaving a store with your mobile phone, it still feels for some customers not right, right? It's yeah, a right. new technology. So it's something that also for the customer to have a checkout point, it's also for them sometimes a relief. Oh, okay, I, I see some confetti coming from, from the shopping <laughs> vector and everything is okay. I can leave the store or I have been selected. There's a list of the items that I scanned and that for the employee, it's a great way to, to easily check uh, if everything's there, can rescan or just with an eye check, see he bought two products, it's fine, he can leave. Um, so it depends on the conversation with uh, so which which segment we are we are talking with um but typically they're very open to it um depends of course they will not they also don't need it to have it in every store uh they can have it for their large stores where they have maybe multiple exits and they have one for for scan and go maybe right. they want to have it there um but maybe for the smaller stores they do it in a different way so it it really depends um on on the individual setup and that is where i think we shine as well that we look at that holistically and also not have like a single solution that we put in every store, mm -hmm. but something that uh, where you can um, uh, have some optional components like the exit, uh, the, the Supreme Vector exit solution mm -hmm. that you can choose to use in some of your stores. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the point. I love the point you brought up about being like a psychological bridge for the consumer, the mm -hmm. exit point actually serving a psychological function, which is really important, especially as you think about in-store merchandising. I want to ask you a couple more I want to ask you some deeper level questions here because that's why we do what we do at OmniTalk. So one thing I'm curious to get your thoughts on is we've seen situations where companies are designing these systems where you're scanning, you're, you're basically scanning items with your phone and then you're having to go to a hard point of sale uh, setup and scan a barcode again. Is that something you recommend or do you generally tell people to avoid that? Is that an unnecessary step in the process? Um, of course, we're big proponents of mobile payment, um, okay. where where customers can can pay right in the mobile app and leave the store or yeah. um, continue the journey like that. But of course, also with our customers, many want to start with that because you don't need to change your in-store processes that much. Um, so your employees can just continue with whatever they did with the self-checkout hardware, where the customers then scan and we hand over the basket and they they pay there. Um, also for some customers, they, they want to pay with their card um, mm -hmm. so they can do that at the self-checkout uh, hardware, um, but also at the Supreme Vectors, of course, we want to, to move them into that direction so the experience mm -hmm. is smoother. Um, but I have understanding for it. At the beginning, it's really, um, there is some change happening. You need to mm -hmm. educate your employees, but we are big fans of mobile payment and we see also the most successful projects. So from a, from a, um, how many consumers are really using that 
Um, it's always when you have mobile payment, where you have a fast checkout lane, those are the successful projects. And right. uh, that is what, what we would always recommend. But um, sometimes it's a progression. So you start with um, the keep the in-store, um, the, the, the current processes, and then you can step-by-step step go and roll it out to other stores with mobile payment as well. Got it. Which brings up my next question too. So basically what you're saying, if I read that back to you, is like, you're going to say you can, you can debut this however you want to acclimate your customer to it, but minimally you should start with a mobile payment option from the get-go to eventually get down that road and lead your customer down that way. Okay. So that brings me up, brings up my next question for you, which is, you know, retailers, Ann and I joke about this all the time. Retailers are always saying, well, let's test it. Let's pilot yeah, it. Right, right, right. There are right ways and wrong ways to pilot certain initiatives. And I happen to think Scan and Go fits the T uh, in regards to that specific thought exercise. So like, what is your advice if, if a retailer is thinking about rolling out Scan and Go, how should they do it? Like, should they look at a full locale to test this? Should they go store by store, cross section of the country or the, wherever they, they happen to do business? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So if you want to keep your app store ratings high and we are proud of, of the ratings that our um, partners oh. have uh, in, in, in the store, um, don't do it in a single store in a single city um, or in a larger city in a single store. We see that there will be quickly, if, the, if it's being advertised, and that's also something that we probably talk about how to, how to advertise this, but um, it's important that a consumer doesn't feel he is being, uh, yeah, he he, he cannot use it. So some of our first customers where we started only in one or in two stores at the beginning, um, they at the, the, some of the consumers wrote on in the app stores, uh, yeah, not available in my store, one, one star. Yeah, we, we don't want it. Um, also, the learnings are, of course, limited. Uh, in a single store, there, there are so many components to retail stores, uh, their surroundings, where they are based, in which cities they are. Um, so also... Some of the learnings will be will be quite minimal if you just deploy it in a single store in a single city. Um, but some of them, some of the retailers want to do that. We support it, of course. Um, but we always, yeah, do it at least in a city uh, in a single city. Have have it in a few stores there, so that when you advertise it in that city, um, that they yeah can choose whatever uh, that that retailer store is that is around their corner. So um, that is something that we that we would be a fan of. Um, the other thing is we have also um, with, with the Rave Group, they brought it in, I think, 180 stores on the first mm. day. Um, wow. And in Penny, it was also 160 stores on the first day. So uh, second largest retailer in, in Germany, third largest in Europe. So they really made a big bang approach. Um, they chose on yeah, where they have already self-checkout hardware, where there are in-store processes that they can can keep using um, for those stores. And then they take the learnings from there. They, they use our SDK and that worked very well. So of course, if it's broadly available, you can broadly market it um, uh, and consumers in every city can then uh, go to the store and try it out and yeah, be amazed with the technology. Got it. Yeah, I think that's interesting too, Nico, when you think about like we use the Reva Group, for example, Chris and I were in Germany this past summer and we saw a lot of the formats that Reva Group had coming out. Um, I'm curious as as we start to kind of expand Scan and Go beyond just the, the convenience store, this very small format grocery trip options, 
what do you see scan and go? Like, how does this work when you have larger items or larger grocery store trips, when you aren't just, you know, grabbing a few things in a basket and walking out the door, how are you working with retailers, um, for that kind of shopping trip type? Yeah. Great question again. So we work with Auchan, for example, also one of the, the leading retailers in, in, in Europe, Auchan Retail, um, and we work with them in hypermarkets. So they have five, 6,000 square meter. Um, oh, sorry, wow. I, I'm really not good with, with the converting those units, um, but they have uh, really large stores um, and there, they, also the baskets. So you have suddenly baskets with 60 items, 70 items. And for that, we partner with other companies. So we have, for example, a handle that they can put on the shopping cart where they can snap mm. in their phone. Okay. Um, it's also a great way to advertise the app. So there is like, now here's can the QR code, download the app, you put on your phone, and then you have both hands free and you can use that. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things that we that we, that we we do with tackling large, large baskets. Yeah. Which I love about this, mm-hmm. Nico, because as a mom who's traditionally shopping with children like alongside I think that's one of the big like basic misses that has happened with a lot of the technology that's coming in store it's like yeah it's fine if you're grabbing two items and you're by yourself in the lunch hour but for this to really catch on and provide convenience for everyone it needs to you need to think about the mom that's you know got a a child on her hip or like a phone in her hand or a coffee or all the other things like or where the kids sitting in the cart like all these components to these smart cards are not quite yet fit for, for all consumers. Um, yeah. That's your favorite line. And like the smart carts we've seen, like, yeah. it's like, where do I put the kid? Yeah. yeah no, this, this enables yeah. that. This is yeah, not true. thinking clearly yeah. through that part of it. Um, well, Nico, I wonder, you know, with all of the, the checkout free options that we've talked about, um, you know, from standard self checkout machines, scan and go Amazon's just walk out technology systems. How do you see the landscape evolving? Um, over the next few years yeah so uh no surprise i i think that's can it go has a great future um i we i mean i i love the crap and go technology uh the nrf before um the the pandemic broke out um i i I saw it in in new york the first time just recently i went to, to london and and i used it there again there are many problems with it um you from a from an investment point of view, that's a complete different uh, game than than yeah, equipping maybe hundreds of stores with our technology. So it's mm-hmm. it's really just from an investment point of view, not something that most retailers can deploy on a on a large scale at the moment. Mm-hmm. Technology will get cheaper. I'm sure the technology will progress, um, but Scan and Go is a great technology to put in your store on a large scale right now. Um, so so that is something where we see. Probably, to be honest, for the next five, five years, six years, seven years, um, I don't think that will change in a, on, a, on, a, on a large scale. Um, and who knows what happens in 10 years in technology. So we, we, we learned that as well, that right. a lot can change in that time. Um, so the technology is great, but you still need people that um, put stuff in the shelf. So what mm-hmm. we saw when um, we, we visited some of these stores and also some of our partners like Rave, they... Uh, implemented a store with with grab and go and uh, also some others launched launched something in uk again and you see some of these stores popping up um but yeah 
uh, with the Amazon store, I personally, I received my, my receipt, like I think 10 days later, it said there was a problem with wow. your credit card. We couldn't, uh, we couldn't take that. And next time you come to London, uh, please, uh, please, please pay oh, those. Oh, by, wow. That's by crazy. Pound. So that is yeah. something that most retailers cannot do, right? Yeah. The um, receipt is, does, yeah. Sorry, Nico. The receipt yeah. does seem like a kind of a, um, thorn in the side of those systems mm-hmm. at this point. Some do it better than others for sure. Especially during early, the early adoption yeah. of this. I mean, yeah. that's really what people are looking for right away to give them confidence that they've been charged correctly for the items that yeah. they took and not somebody else's items too. It's a benefit of scan and go. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. And with scan and go, you um, accompany the, the customer's home as well. So they can fill out their shopping list at home, share that with their friends and family um, go shopping together. You can put push notifications there where you can promote something. You can um, make recommendations for, for the next shopping trip. So there are some just additional advantages that come there um, purely in that. So let's see um, how that develops from the smart cards. Um, yeah, let's see how that how that goes. I think if you are worried about, uh, about fraud in, in scan and go, those cards are quite expensive as well. And they're yeah. pretty easy to, to take out of the store. <laughs> so right. I don't know if that, that's the way to, to tackle it. And as you mentioned with kids and so it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah, it's almost but, um, some yeah. companies popping up and we will see how, how it develops. Nico, I'm, I'm curious. We just, um, had a conversation with, um, about kind of what the store of 2027 looks like. And one of the things we talked about in that was that, you know, in Europe, you are a lot further ahead than we are in Mm -hmm. North America. Can you, as you're kind of thinking about the future of the next few years, I mean, how soon do you think it is before North American retailers are starting to more fully adopt this? I mean, uh, some of the retailers um, are working on it. Uh, So I I heard from a couple of retailers at grocery shop where they promoted this and they were very um, vocally about they work on scan and go now. I would love to get in the conversation and how to speed up to get this on the market. Um, So so it's it's something where, where I think... Many are looking at this technology very closely, and we will see where what, what is happening next uh, in in the U.S. Um, and on Walmart. I mean, they they are very. I, I followed your <laughs> your podcast, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they they are very protective of their technology, and they mm-hmm. I think they really love what what's what's there with Kevin Hart advertisement and everything. It's great for us. I mean, yeah. also IKEA. Um, all of these companies um, that have the marketing. Uh, budget to to really bring this technology to out there and make people aware of of this new way of shopping. Uh, it's also great for us. So um, that is that is that is really good that this is happening. So I think, yeah, from a store count, I think uh, there there is a huge difference at the moment mm-hmm. between Europe and North America. Um, I think that will change um, rather recently. So I think that will in the in the near future that will that will change. Um, but give it. Give it two years or three years, and I think the number will 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 equalize at some point. Okay. Yeah. What I love about what you just said too, and my kind of my takeaway from this this interview is something that I think we've long thought, but I think it's important to reiterate it too. Is it's, a, it's not a it, scanning go is not a capital intensive idea to implement, mm-hmm. and who knows how the future is going to play out five to ten years down the road. But none of the ideas that are in play here are mutually exclusive from one another. Right. And so you can place your bets in all of them to some degree and still provide a better customer experience provided you go back to the core of what this interview was about, about doing it in the right way, having the right steps in place, the right fail safes in place to make sure that your implementation is successful, which goes back to everything Nico said from 
you know, mobile payments, uh, exits, looking at exits, mm -hmm. understand the psychology of the shopper and having spot checks in place and working with the retailers to understand the degree to which you want to put those into place, into practice in your operation. So I great, great interview, Nico, super enlightening. Um, my question for you is, you know, if people want to learn more, what's the best way for them to do that? And what's next for you in uh, 2023 at Shopreen? Uh, yeah, so we will be more in the US um, than, than before. So that's where I see that the market also developing. Um, and we will be at the NRF. So you can come by booth 263 um, and reach out at link on, on, on LinkedIn, um, visit uh, um, that is our, our website and yeah just reach out to me directly on, on LinkedIn Nico Müller and happy to have a chat uh, otherwise at the NRF uh, great to meet up there alright that wraps us up thanks to Nico Müller for sitting down with us today and as always on behalf of all of us here at Omnitalk be careful out there <laughs> <laughs>